Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 203. I'm your host tonight, David Palermo. Had a couple drinks. Long night. Sorry in advance. I'm here. Thought I'd find Mike Smith to bullshit with, but uh, I can't find my doppelganger iPhone stupid-ass adapter. I want to break everything in sight. So as you can see, the Bills suck. So we'll dive into it. I'm your host, David Palermo. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. And don't fucking play around. Subscribe. Tell your fucking friends and family. All your Bills friends and family. All of them. All right, so... I guess it's podcast number something. It's a lot of podcasts. I don't remember. I should look it up. I think this is podcast number 206. I should see. Let me look it up. I'm not going to pause it. Like, why would I do such a thing? I'm just... Oh, it's 207. Yeah. Podcast 207. Yeah. Here we are. Here we go. Let's go. So, pretty much... I go to Mike Smith's house for this game. And Mike Smith has been a wonderful correspondent. And uh, I tried calling him, no answer, but I'm also missing my thing to hook into the board, as I said earlier. So, essentially what I'm getting at here is, uh, I thought I'd have a more interesting chit-chat, some more railing, some more rants, but I'm sure I can rile myself up enough, I talk to myself enough all day. So, let's set the scene. Derek Anderson is starting, and the way I look at it is, it's the Colts. They won one game before they play the Bills. What can we get? Anytime I watch the Bills, it's this. I don't give a fuck if we are rebuilding. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I want to see progress. I need to see something I can latch myself to to take this Sunday to watch this game. As I'm busy shaming all my friends who say, oh, I turned it off. But no, I torture myself and I sit there and I watch it. Me and my other people are like, oh, yeah, I DVR'd it. Like, who has a DVR unless you're over 50? Tom Achille, the only one who says it. So, you know, drive all time if you know him. And I was really looking forward to the game because you got to figure Derek Anderson would just be able to... uh, you know, hopefully make something happen. I don't know. Um, I was kind of thinking like, hey, it will be really cool because now, you know, we could look into, uh, we could look into things like, um, oh, are the receivers actually legit? How's the offensive line doing? Yada, yada, yada. So my damn post-game report is this. The Bills' offensive line is actually fucking improving. And guess what? We expect it. I said it in the offseason. Yeah, it looks like they brought nobody in. But usually we're looking at game four to see where we're at. But it could take longer. And I expect a line to gel. You're playing with the same five every time. There's really not that many practices. There's really not that many plays in a game. So, you know, hopefully the Bills can figure it out. LaShawn McCoy went out. That sucked. But Chris Ivory... You know, he seems serviceable. He seems fine. I, I have no problem with Chris Ivory. I thought he had a, a decent game, um, obviously. You know, Zay Jones is coming on. Don't sleep on Zay Jones. I've been saying it all offseason. You can't do any worse than he did his rookie year. That's a 
rookie year, it's a lot of stress. And, and now we see the quarterback situation and, you know, it comes out, Zay Jones is telling Calvin Benjamin where the hell to line up. And look, Zay Jones' dad is a professional football player at one time. His, his, his brother's on the Eagles. It's an anomaly that things didn't work out for Zay Jones with his pedigree. So for me, I've expected him to come up. And at first, you could say that uh, a lot of his receptions were in garbage time, which could be true. But he has 19 receptions so far, 34 targets, 226 yards, 11.9 average. Calvin Benjamin, in perspective, has 14 receptions, 37 targets, 217 yards, 11.5 average. So, um, you know, the Bills have a whopping three passing touchdowns, one to Jason Kroon, one to Calvin Benjamin, which is garbage time, and another one to Zay Jones, which wasn't. So, um, for a Bills fan and myself, I look to sports to keep my mind off of, honestly, the dark days. My, I don't think my life is perfect. I'm not saying I'm mentally right upstairs. People listening are probably chuckling. Um, but really, the days get fucking dark. Honestly, it's fucking, my life is primarily depressing most of the time, honestly. So... You know, I kind of looked at sports, not to bring me out of a depression necessarily, but to keep me in tune, you know, give me something to talk to my friends about, like what's going on, you know, keep my mind off of going from point A to point B with the checkpoints in life and just work on, on life, you know, work on having fun and, and worry about the positive. Well, when a quarterback situation is so mismanaged on the Buffalo Bills, and all you're hearing is trust the process. And what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean do not realize is us Bills fans are an expert in your fucking process. And your fucking process of I know more than you is stupid. All of us fans, a lot of us have been calling it. A lot haven't. They're like, oh, they made the playoffs. Okay. I honestly wish Andy Dalton at this point would have incompleted the fucking pass so we can move on, frankly, to a, a greener pasture. Is it wrong of me to think we could do better at head coach and GM or no? Because, frankly, one of three phases is playing decent ball, and that's the defense. And, frankly, they played Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, and Joe Flacco and shit the fucking bed on defense, okay? So let's call it how it is. Did the defense give up? I don't know. But they played stout at first. And then I'm almost at the end of the second quarter. I'm like, how the fuck is there a zero? So again, where are we with this team? There is no progression that we are seeing that we can really lay our head on besides the defense. But I'm sorry. The defense is like the easiest thing to fix in football. Sorry. Very easy to fix. Wade Phillips has shown it. Many defenses in Buffalo have come in. You're one have been effective. You don't have to be top five. But Jim Schwartz was what? Top five, right? Year one. In fact, you could even tell me the Bills could bring in Jim Schwartz tomorrow and I would be fucking fine with it. Because I know the defense will be fine. But in hindsight, what really bothers me about the Bills defense is the Bills had a lot of players here. The Bills had Kevon Seymour developing as a, as, a, as a cornerback. They also had 
uh, Roby Coleman, who was just re-signed. Uh, I believe the last year of Rex Ryan. I was stoked for Roby Coleman. They didn't even play him. McDermott caught him. They caught him. They didn't even try him out. They caught him. Ronald Darby traded for Jordan Matthews. Kid wasn't even in football. That's how bad the Bills are. Last time with New England, caught him. And I believe he's with the Eagles now. And I was kind of wondering, like, you know, this whole season, I've been so fucking off about the quarterbacks. I can't predict shit. Oh, you got to suck Josh Allen. Oh, well, Peterman, you got to support Peterman. Well, yeah, because he won the competition. Well, I'm buying into what the other fans are saying. You know what? He won the shit fair and square. Let's support this motherfucker. Okay. Let's support the colorblind quarterback, Nate Peterman. And then what's he do? He fucking throws it to the other team. Put in Derek Anderson, what's he do? Throws it to the other team, and he shows Josh Allen what not to fucking do. The whole purpose of a veteran quarterback, what not to do. That said, I think the Bills' genius was, yo, he's got chemistry with Calvin Benjamin. The kid's not effective. Let's get him going. And I actually saw Calvin Benjamin and Anderson talking a lot on the sideline, very concerned. And you know You know something? Calvin Benjamin had the best fucking game of his career. What, four receptions, 71 yards? Best game is a bill so far. And the way that Anderson threw that ball, I was like, this is the slowest thing I have ever seen. But he's putting it in a spot for Calvin Benjamin to, like, gently pluck it out of the air. And it was like, whoa, okay. Okay, I see the Calvin Benjamin we've been looking for because the story of Calvin Benjamin to me was he was picked up in Carolina, first-round pick. He got injured. Like, it, that's awful, dude. Second year, I think, he was injured, came back fat. And, you know, he's a young player. I don't expect everybody to get it. I've crushed Calvin Benjamin on this podcast. I'm not trying to crush Calvin Benjamin. That's not the point. I just need professional athletes to put a professional fucking attitude into their work. So, when I go see football, I would like to see people who do the best work they can to get there. And make it happen. And you know what? Derek Anderson was the best quarterbacks the Bills have had this season. And, it you know, he almost threw for 200 yards, which is just like an abomination anyways. And all the Tyrod haters, let's just leave it right there. The Bills' defense is actually pretty decent. And you just need a quarterback that can just show up and be fucking lukewarm. Just be lukewarm. Just show up, dude. Just show up. Oh, my God. And don't throw it to the other team. And then it's like Trent Edwards, 2.0, throwing checkdowns. Checkdowns, 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 checkdowns. And Derek Anderson's defense at that point of the game, they're dropping everybody. Hopefully, running back can make a couple of people miss. Yada, yada, yada. That also said Derek Anderson had plenty of time in this game when the all 22 drops on Tuesday. I believe it's Tuesday. Twitter's going to go fucking nuts, dude. It's going to go crazy. There's going to be all these clips because Mike Smith and I, he, Mike took the, the, the remote and rewound the TV a few times. And we're like, what's he doing? We kind of four seconds the dude had. He still had time. Like, he had a lot of time in a lot of spots. So... Again, 
the Bills suck on two of three phases. How the fuck do you get so many special teams phases? This whole firing of Rex Ryan was that we're not going to have these disorganized pre-snap penalties. And the funny shot was, we're going to make sure we at least have 11 on the field, okay? All right, that was like the big joke thrown around. And not for nothing, this shit show at One Bills Drive has been exactly a fucking disorganized shit show. I want to burn all of McDermott's notebooks, except for the defense. He seems to know what he's doing. Got to give him some credit. That said, the dude's trying. It's his first year. He's empowering coaches to be coaches. I can't. You know what I'm saying? It's his first time as a high coach, I should say. I can't crush him. I want to like the dude. I tend to like the dude. Okay? If you're sitting here, I, I would be so excited to talk to him and pick his brain with respect. Okay? I don't want to get beat up by Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott probably has a real sick single leg. I am not there to fuck with it. Okay? My sprawl is kind of nasty. But I'm not that good. I sucked in high school. What do you think I'm going to do now? Because like a, like a, a dude who went to Nationals multiple times or some shit. So, like, I'm not here to play with Sean McDermott. He will beat the shit out of me. But I'm telling you, he's got to get rid of Danny Crossman. He's got to get rid of Brian Dable now. Brian Dable's offense sucks. It straight up blows. Okay? Whatever reads they're having these quarterbacks make first is just wrong it's a mismatch game it's a tom brady game you work with tom brady brian dable that's your whole fucking selling point dude where's the mismatches why is your quarterback still looking at what really you know i understand how a play goes you have progressions okay i get it you have your primary then you gotta do, 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 do but mike smith brought up a great point last podcast there comes a point we got to look at the mismatches and make adjustments. And with Derek Anderson, we did actually see a pretty accurately thrown ball compared to the rest of the crowd that they have. But again, it's an inept competition. This is not NFL professional sports quarterbacking. I don't know what the fucking Bills did where they can't find a quarterback. I, I don't, I really, this is just awful. This is just, and, and you know what? Derek Anderson, I got to give the dude credit, man. Some people are saying he did not expect to play this early, probably, you would think, right? At the same time, he's a competitor. I love this press conference. The dude fucking owned it, man. Like, he owned it. And he said, hey, I got to be... He said all the right things. Is that expected from a quarterback? Yes, but you know what? I'm going to give him credit where it's due. I thought he owned it. That said, we need fundamental football on the offensive side of the ball. He tried to make some things happen. Derek Anderson threw some picks. I thought this game we could evaluate the offensive line and the wide receivers and the tight ends a little bit better. Honestly, in the run game. The offensive line, I thought, had its best performance. I could be wrong. I'm no fucking expert. But my naked eye and one and a half shots of gin deep because I'm a lightweight. I'm telling you here first. The Bills looked all right. On the offensive line. The wide receivers are kind of doing some shit. The problem is. What everybody tells you. Is the most important position in all the sports. The Bills apparently. Got the memo. And gave up a lot of picks. For a guy who needs a lot more work. Than everybody else in Josh Allen. And they threw him into the wolves. And he got killed. Maybe because there's a lot of NFL nuance. And then I put on. See Sam Darnold highlights. 
And yeah, he didn't have a great game. He only completed 17 games yesterday on Sunday. Or 17 passes. But the dude just looks like a fucking pro. And I put on Derek Anderson. And the dude's running out of bounds and pulls a Trent Edwards and doesn't even get rid of the fucking ball. So the Bills get a field goal. A fucking field goal. When the Bills made the playoffs, it was great. But my biggest fear is this was a crock of shit. Mike Schultz brought up a point on his uh, show on Chauvin Bulldog and WGR, so I'll quote where I hear it. And uh, he brought the point that you could say most likely that the Bills last year with Sean McDermott, they were a worse team than the 40 years prior to a Rex Ryan, to a Doug Marone. And that's the truth. Look at the stats. So what I'm getting at is if defense is fixable year one, it's taking the Bills a year and a fucking half. And they clearly invest only on defense. And they have a knack for that. They have a knack for finding those picks. That said, it's not a skilled position, dude. You run fast, you wrap up. Is it that simple? Of course not. Duh. Give me a little credit here. Duh. But you don't got to catch anything. You don't got to run precise routes. You don't got to be perfectly in sync with your quarterback. Like, I don't know. Defense always figures it out faster than offense. That's just how it is. Just always been that way. You're going to have a coach come in and be mediocre. He fixes the defense quick. Is it that much to ask on the Bills? So your special team sucks. Danny Crossan, special teams coordinator. I don't know why he's here. Can you name me the last time the Bills had a kick return for a touchdown, please? Please? Cool, they have a block kick for a safety. Great. Who fucking cares? Lorenzo Alexander could have fouled the ball. It's a football. It bounces. We are not going to crush a dude. Dude plays his ass off every down. Love me, Lorenzo Alexander. You know that. I like a guy that just doesn't give a fuck. He comes in. He does what he's told. He fits the system, and he's married to it, and that's it. That said, we're, we're, we're now hearing from people who have been season ticket holders for a long time. Um, I watched a letter, or, 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 or I read a, a I read a letter today on uh, Instagram, and I'm gonna try to find it right now, and I'm gonna read it out loud to you. So it's from this guy Russ Salvatore. I have no clue who he is, but um, you'll hear he sponsors something in here. So it, it it goes like this: Coach McDermott, you win. For 50 years, I've been a season ticket holder and Bills backer in more ways than most. From hosting Bills parties at my restaurants every Sunday to hosting the team's largest away game party every year in Florida to buying all empty seats for our great fans to enjoy. I've been a great fan. Why? Because I love the camaraderie of Bills in our city despite the lackluster production that has defined our teams for the overwhelming majority of its years in the league. So this dude's a good dude. He wants to have his homies with him. I relate to him. Me and the dogs roll in the van we got. You know, so I got this van. I should never have invested in, but I did. It's a piece of shit. But it was nice at one time. But it's just not 
Serve me the best of luck. Just one of those. And I love rallying the buddies and doing our shit. You know, I love doing this podcast with our friends to hear to hear the the their perspective. Uh, you know, just what's going on. So, next paragraph. I have stood by the trading way of great players that be paying pro bowlers in other cities. I've been on the merry-go-round of quarterbacks since the great Jim Kelly retired. Argued that the Las Vegas Ozmakers are crazy picking us to win only four games. And I even jumped on board to sponsor Sports Talk Saturday or Sunday to keep the team in the week of conversation. I was a quote-unquote Bill Ever. This dude's hurt. Russ Salvatore is really hurt. So, Russ, let me tell you something. It's really painful. I understand. You know what's more painful, Russ? I'll get into it later. Next paragraph. Till today, congratulations, Coach M. You have done what no other coach, GM player, or sports announcer could do. I'm jumping off the bandwagon. I'm 85 years young and have seen a lot and consider myself a pretty good barstool coach. But for the life of me, I cannot figure out how our team has fallen to complete disarray under your watch. Week 7, and we are starting a backup quarterback who every other team looked past and we signed just two weeks ago. Come on. This mentality of an empty bench is fine if we are legitimately competitive with the front 22, but we are not. We are below mediocre team with no bench, and I say it is a sign of a coach chasing his tail. Let me tell you something. That's all I'm doing is telling you something here. 22 minutes in. Let's do the spot on. Russ, my new bestie. Russ, you're fortunate to have been a diehard Bills fan during the 90s. I was a little kid, distracted with so many things. I did not give a flying fuck, frankly, about the 90s Bills growing up. I was not attached to it. My dad was not a Bills fan. I was into music. I was going to music shows, concerts. I went to, like, Steve Miller Band when I was six. That's what I was about. I liked all my dad's teams, but none of them were shown on TV. He didn't like any sports teams. He was raised with local sports teams. So I'm a late bloomer to the Bills. I can't draw up 90s Bills plays. I hate to admit that I have a Bills podcast, and, I, and I'm not the biggest 90s Bills fan. But what I do know about the 90s Bills is they were a cutting-edge offense. They were breaking records, and their offense to this day was still hold up. I do know that Marv Levy was an outstanding special teams coach, and he became a head coach. Just like Harbaugh there in the Ravens, you know? And he's a great communicator. He took all these guys with these big egos and he dealt with them. Do you think that Marv Levy would have caught Marcel Darius? Do you think Marv Levy would have traded away Sammy Watkins? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Okay? Do you think he would have traded away uh, Darby, who is doing a great job? I mean, Darius is, a, is just a, a wonderful talent. I think you got to care for your players and learn how to work with them. Your way of the highway, all you've done now is really McDermott and Bean, really McDermott, this is your fucking show. You've taken this team, at least from what we see, and ruined it. Literally ruined it. There is no hope for the Bills this season. The Bills are 2-5. and five. 
and they still technically make the playoffs, sure, and I'm on board until they're mathematically out. But I feel like after next week against the fucking Patriots, we're going to be mathematically out of this race here as a Pills fan. And it's really honestly frustrating. It is the most frustrating thing I've ever seen with football in my life. The neglect of the offensive side of the ball is just putrid. It's not acceptable. I don't understand how the Pagulas can dare to bring these people back. Really. If I get credited for getting the coach fired, you're right, me. Okay. Good fucking joke. So, unless we get these listens up, I can't get credited. So, tell your friends because, you know, the whopping 250 we get a week. I appreciate every single one of you because we are a niche podcast and that's what it's about. And I can't thank anybody enough for your time listening to my bullshit in your ears. So, whatever you're doing, sorry to be a Debbie Downer. So, last paragraph from this dude, from Russ uh, Salvatore. We have made no progress in your time here. Our entrance into the playoffs last year was a perfect storm lining up in our favor. It will not happen again. And for that reason, for the first time in my life, I'm taking my doctor's advice to lower my stress level. Let's plan on a relaxing golf game together in early January. I know you'll be free. There you have it, Russ Salvatore. Do I know what he owns? No. Can I look it up? Probably. But I don't know if he's going to sponsor the podcast, so I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, really look into it. I'm just kidding. I'm Googling it. Russ Salvatore. Let's see if we come up here. Hopefully this dude's a cool dude. Looks good. He's chilling. You know? So, oh, shit. Wow. So this is a real dude. And um, he looks like a baller. He's got a beautiful wife. So iconic restaurant to Russ Salvatore celebrated his 85th birthday with the party Sunday at Seneca Niagara Casino. Cool. So this dude's a real life. I don't know what the hell he owns. Um. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's crazy. So this is true. So Salvatore, this Bills New England Patriots game is a sellout and will be televised locally. So this is uh, WIVB Channel 4 um, on a Sunday. I forgot what year this was. But he really did buy uh, the remaining unsold tickets. He did not disclose what he paid. There was about 7,000 seats remaining. Tickets will be distributed to local military and youth organizations. Let me tell you something, Pagulas. If Russ Salvatore is fucking pissed, you're an asshole. You got to get rid of this dude. Okay? I don't want to hear about it. This dude is still working 100-hour work weeks at 85 years old. He works way harder than me. And I work pretty damn fucking hard. There's nothing like doing a radiator outside in the cold just now before you come in here to rip this stupid fucking podcast that you think people give a fuck about. And you realize that, you know, they sent you the wrong radiator or you thought you had a uh, tranny cooler. Your mechanic that you texted says you have a tranny cooler. And then I order the one that requires tranny cooler little plugins. And no, I don't have one apparently that attaches to it, to the radiator. So I'm fucked. 
So the stupid ass van that was a great lemon that I was talking about is still a stupid ass van, and I wish I would die inside of it. Anyways, wish I was kidding. So, Russ Salvatore is fucking pissed, and I am too. Okay, this is really painful watching the Bills. The Sundays are the toughest thing I've had to do in a long time. It's not cool. It's not right. I don't encourage your kids watching it. It's pathetic. That said, times 10. Um, walked into this job site today. Not job site. A bathroom remodel this, this wonderful people are doing in their house. And, uh, you know, I'm the drywall. The drywall guy here. Best drywall ever. Best drywall finisher ever. Call me if you need work. Fully insured. Bring it on home, Inc. Get on it. So, little kid, he's like, gotta be like six, maybe five. He saw me wearing my Bills hoodie, Bills hat that you see on the on the uh, the podcast uh, logo there. I was wearing that, and um, he's just talking about the Bills, and he was just so excited. You know, he's like. They won twice, though. And the mom's like, you got to think positive. Got to think positive. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Got to think positive, kid. You know, and I... He's a nice kid. He asked me if I was a drywall guy. And it was really like one of those... You know, I don't have my own kids. um, So... I really don't know what it's like to have a child and be able to enjoy sports with them and whatever. And um kind of got me thinking, you know, as a kid for me, I just, you know, I loved all the sports teams my dad liked. I always watched sports with him. And, um, you know, he's always gambling on it. So I always do the lines and stuff. So for me, sports was a surreal bond. And, um, It's not a popular opinion, but I, I honestly, the way things have been going on in life, it's like, I don't know how much a priority it is for me to have season tickets anymore. And um, I go with Jeff Knight, I'm sure he's listening, and Dean, Drunk Dean, and, you know, um, the thing that keeps me going is hanging out with my friends. But in all reality, when that cost me a hundred fucking dollars a game, after gas and food, and I'm gonna go to eight games for eight hundred dollars, and all oh, the preseason games are fucked, you know what I mean? So you gotta pay for parking. I gotta drive this van. We gotta split the gas. We're driving from Rochester. Yeah, is it our own choice? Sure, sure. But I never thought I'd have a fucking podcast where I think about not going next year with my season tickets because I. Don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if I can afford to, to to go watch such a lackluster performance. But if I'm away from, you know, Scott Campbell and his father who I sit next to, I really enjoy sitting next to them. You know, another father-son duo, bringing the family to the Bills games. That's what it's about. Football really is, to me, sports really is, to me, about bonding with friends and family. It is about figuring out the chess game. What are the personnel? And when you get these pressers that are just doggone awful, 
the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I get it. It's not the coach's job to tell us all of his secrets. Okay? But give us a little something to look forward to. You know, it's just weird. These people on Twitter, they're so fucking quiet right now. They're so fucking quiet. Maybe because they realize that McDermott's full of fucking shit. Okay? And again, I want the dude to work out. But being smart on defense is just not good enough. You're a defensive coordinator. I expect that. The special teams is abomination. Okay? Your offense is below that. Like, I don't even know what your offense is. I really don't. Like, I really don't know how Lance Leipold does not get an interview with the Bills within a year. The Bills need to interview UB's head coach, Lance Leipold. In fact, the Bills might want to look at their quarterback next year in the draft, too. Okay? And the wide receiver. It's just... Here we go. We got Josh Allen, just like when we got EJ Manuel, and now next year we're not going to draft a fucking quarterback because we just can't do that now. The Bills have gave up three starters for Josh Allen, technically four if you look at Cordy Glenn, for Josh Allen. And I am down with Josh Allen. I told you that. I support him. But I'm down for Josh Allen in the right situation. This is not the right fucking situation for Josh Allen. It's not the right situation for Nate Peterman. We could shit on Nate Peterman all we want. The fact of the matter is, is Nate Peterman went in prematurely himself. I don't know where to go from here. Not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be a little bitch here on the air. But it's fucking rough right now. And I need something to look forward to. But like I said, what can you take about the Colts and the Bills here? That game is... Calvin Benjamin had the best game he could have. That's the Bills so far. His best game. We were able to evaluate the wide receivers a little bit. Offensive line showed time. They showed some good run blocking, I thought. The offensive line was not the problem this game. If you're thinking that at all, you can't do it. If you listen or look at every title of the podcast we've had lately, they're all fucking different. They're all inflammatory. I'm getting shredded on Reddit that from some people. I don't check my inbox. I'm sorry, but when you promote to Reddit, to Instagram, to Twitter, to Facebook, and, and then you're still self-employed running a, a little dumbass company like doing construction, it, it it's fucking taxing to get back to everything. So if you hit me up on Reddit, I truly appreciate it. Anywhere. I love the conversation. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. It's just sometimes it's hard to get back to it. And Am I offended when people go, oh, I won't even listen because it's, uh, you know, the description you're talking about firing the coach already? It's like, I don't know about offended, but if you do like podcasting, I, I hope you pass along to a friend just to check it out because there's a lot of people that feel the way I speak. There's a lot of people that feel the way Mike speaks. Mike and I don't agree on everything, Mike Smith. Um, I don't agree on everything with Chef Knight or our other friends that we've had on the podcast. And, and the whole vibe of this podcast is the Logic Podcast. So, again, this has been podcast number 207, the Logic Podcast, numbillsfan.com. Check it out. Brought to you by punchdrunksports.com. Please just tell your friends. Numbillsfan.com is more of like a landing spot to see what we're up to. Just, you want to listen to it? Cool. Same image. Keeps uploading for the podcast. And, yeah, got to get some graphics up there, but. Anyways, it's a landing page. Do your shit. You want to listen to podcasts, subscribe on iTunes, do your thing. Just keep your hat up, Bills fans. All right, LaShawn McCoy. 
I hope we'll be back against the Patriots. Tom Brady called out the Bills. Save some shit, like, called out Bills Mafia at the end of the game. And you know what? Maybe they'll light a fire on the defense to, to do some shit. But again, what do I know? So, all hail Derek Anderson to start. I guess he's starting. And you know what? I'm going to give Derek Anderson a break. I'm not here to crush him. He threw out the best quarterback performance we've seen all year, frankly, even with all the turnovers. And um, for those of you out there, a little note. That Minnesota-Josh Allen game, in hindsight, was very equivalent to Nate Peterman game three preseason, which was they both had very good field position and were able to seal the deal with points, okay? So, just to let you know, did they have to go 80 yards in either of those games, really, to get points? The Bills had massive turnovers in the prime spots. Five points ain't going to work for me. The worst offense ever. Podcast, I believe, 203, Nate Geary. I think it's number 203, something like that. Look at Nate Geary in your podcast feed and uh, check it out. Nate kills it. If you don't listen to the Real Deal Overtime show from Nate Geary, get the RSS feed. Type in Bill's Football into any uh, podcast grabber. Okay, type in Bill's Football. Listen to Nate Geary's Real Deal Overtime show. I am so in lockstep with that dude. Loved having him on. Naker is a, a hell of a guest. He's honest. He's bright. He's played quarterback. And he makes me feel smarter because I've never played organized football in my life. And I don't care to admit to tell you that. But I probably haven't hit my head as much as you people who have. But you think I have. Brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. Check him out. Thank you for tuning into this podcast, number 207. I'm your host, David Palermo. Subscribe to Punch Drunk Sports Podcast as well on Twitter uh, at Punch Drunk Sports. So I'm your host, David Palermo. This has been the uh, the ranting and rants of whatever. I guess that's what we're doing. Have a good night.